Hi, Spring fans. Welcome to a beautiful podcast. I'm your host, Spring Developer Advocate Josh Long, and this show is all about the real heroes behind Spring and its ecosystem. Hi, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, my friends. Hello, Spring fans. How you doing uh, on this wonderful Thursday, 27th of July, 2023? Uh, as I record this, I am uh, I'm packing up. It's time to move on. I'm going off to, uh, where am I going to? Tokyo. Tokyo tomorrow the, on Friday I'll be in Tokyo and uh, friends if you're in Tokyo in in Japan I should mention the country I don't think people are confused but just in case if you're in Tokyo I'll be about I'll be around on the um I don't know when's the at the very next Java user group the Japan Java Java user group there in Tokyo I'll be doing a presentation come out say hi it'll be great it, or it won't I mean I don't know it, it depends on you really if you're if you're there it's probably gonna be great and if you're not there. Well, we'll we'll uh, we'll try and do our best as best we can without you, you know. But uh, but but really, we need you. We need you. So come on out. It'll be good. Um, it'll be fun to see you all. This is my first trip back to Japan uh, since before the virus. Uh, you know, they only re recently opened up. Actually, uh, Japan, the country that is. Uh, I think it was earlier this year, right? It wasn't even all that long ago. So I'm just really excited about the chance to go back and see old friends and reconnect with colleagues and. Uh, talk to the community and hang out with the community and so on. So join me. It's going to be fine. We're going to hang out. We're going to talk about some spring and some spring boot and 3.1 and maybe even a little 3.2. Uh, yeah, just it'll be good. Friends, we are uh, we are already about a month away. I'm less than a month away from uh, um, spring one at VMware, right? At VMware, uh, VMware is a big show in Las Vegas, VMware Explorer. In Las Vegas. So uh, have you registered? Spring1.io. Okay, register. We're going to all be there. The spring team will be there. Come hang out. We can, we can, uh, we'll learn about the biggest, the greatest, the latest uh, in the uh, wide and wonderful world of spring from all the people that work on their different projects. This is our first in-person event since the virus. Uh, uh, you know, come on, it'll be good. Uh, come hang, come hang out. Las Vegas is, it's just, you've got to do it once. <laughs> you've got to do it at least once. I, 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 look, it's a, it's, it's like Disneyland. Nobody wants to live in Disneyland, uh, but it's so much fun to visit. You have to visit. And by the way, living there is not so bad. I've got friends that live there. It's fine. But my point is, it is optimized for visits. Okay, it's optimized for that. You're gonna have so much fun. So um, uh, when the show is uh, done for the day, you have just a whole galaxy of things you can do in the evenings, uh, and that'll be fine. So just join us there. That'll be that'll be amazing. What else, my friends? Have you all, are you trying to learn Spring and uh, want a leg up? Then check out the Spring Academy, my friends. Um, this is a great way to get uh, knowledge and education, and uh, and and actually, it's it's good enough education that there's a path to certification at an extraordinarily reduced price. So uh, you don't have to get certified. You can just take the knowledge and get the skills and get your uh, get your foot in the door and whatever organization uh, is using uh, Spring. But uh, but if you want to get the certification. Again, no, no pressure. You don't have to. Uh, then that's there for you, and it's it's at a markedly reduced price. These this certification used to cost I don't know thousands, something like that. Lots of money, lots of money before, and now it's like hundreds. I, I don't have the actual prices on me. I'm talking about dollars US, um, but it's it's markedly reduced, and it's entirely optional, right? This is all the we're just giving it away. We just want you to get certified. Uh, we want you to have the skills one way or another, and if you want to get certified, that's great. Right. Uh, so check out Spring Academy, Spring Academy. It's easy, to, easy to remember. Uh, what else, friends? Uh, Spring Framework six point one is, uh, you know, 
in the station and uh, and people are boarding the train. There is there are so many new things in that release. And I think you should try it out. I think you should try it out. It's out already. I just did a video on my YouTube channel uh, at Coffee Software where wherein I talked about the uh, the new Spring Framework 6.1 um, REST client and JDBC client. These are fluid builder style DSL alternatives to the REST template and the JDBC template uh, in the same style as the reactive database client and web client. Okay. So um, if you want to use a sort of blocking IO fluid style DSL in the same vein as the web client and the database client from the reactive world without using reactive types, because again, Project Loom is coming and it largely uh, uh, obviates the, 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 the particular need for um, uh, reactive uh, uh, IO uh, if you're trying to just scale with threads. If you can move to Java 21, then then for, at least in terms of scalability, you're not gaining or losing all that much by just using the blocking thing. So uh, now you have the fluid builder style DSL, right? Uh, and it's just really nice. Really, really, really well done, elegant API. Uh, what else, my friends? Um, I don't know. It's just, uh, it's just, there's just so much going on. Friends, we have an amazing episode today. Speaking of uh, stuff that's going on, um, I, I've been on this little rabbit hole. I, st I started doing these videos. I looked at HTMX and then that begat a discussion around uh, uh, view components. So I just did a live stream with Thomas Shuley uh, looking at view components. Um, after I did a, a video live stream looking at HTMX uh, and, and Spring Boot. Uh, and that, you know, we, Thomas Shuley and I, we, um, we hacked on the GraalVM native image support for view component for his project called Spring View Component. Uh, and, uh, and then that began a discussion with the, the good, the great, the amazing, the inimitable Dr. David Sire, uh, who was nice enough to join me for a live stream and, uh, uh, for a podcast. And that is the interview. That is the discussion you're going to hear today. And it, it centers largely around, you know, what the latest and greatest in the ecosystem is and, uh, you know, uh, the, the state of the art for view rendering technologies. So my friends, enjoy. We'll see you soon. Right. We are live. Hello. Hi. Can you hear, hear me, Doc? I can. Can you hear me? Yes. Technology is wonderful. Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to the live stream from... Uh, Geographically disparate corners of the planet. Thanks so much for your <laughs> time, Doc. I appreciate it. I know this is a uh, busy. I'm, I'm keeping you from lunch. That's how. That's how dedicated. Uh, it's nearly lunchtime. Yeah, I'll get hungry in half an hour or so. So it won't be. It won't be a long session. No. Yeah. yeah. That's probably good for everyone, right? <laughs> Nobody wants to hear us banging on all day. Well, I, I wouldn't mind listening to the people I invite on the show all day. That's for sure. But I'm happy for every little that I get. Um, so first of all, can you introduce yourself? I mean, I know who you are, uh, sort of. Um, yeah, I'm Dave Sire. I'm um, on the Spring team since oh, quite a long time, 2009, something like that. No, so, five or six, not nine. Oh, a nine. Yeah, nine was the VMware acquisition, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, 2005. You're right. It's a long, even longer ago than I remember. Nearly 20 years. Blame me. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I'm still an engineer, basically, but I'm now what they um, 
somewhat um, <laughs> laughably refer to as the technical lead for Spring Open Source. Um, nice. So I'm supposed to kind of have my fingers in all the pies, I guess, and make sure everybody's happy and moving in the same direction together. And sometimes I feel like I'm successful at that, and sometimes I don't. Um, but yeah, I'm still an engineer, and if you read the source code in Spring, you'll probably see my name. Oh yeah, I mean around. Spring Batch, Spring uh, MQP, Spring Integration, Spring uh, Spring Boot, Spring Cloud. I mean Spring Framework itself. Yeah, I haven't done much actual code in the Spring Framework, but some. Yeah, yeah. I mainly contribute bugs to that and feature requests. Yeah. Oh, you mean file bugs? Me, file bugs. Yeah, I file bugs, and you know, I badger people about them. That's kind of yeah. yeah. No, I I add them my role. <laughs> um. Yeah. Okay. We 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 had you in the show. I encourage people who who for whatever reason have been living under a rock who don't appreciate just who the good, the great, the amazing, the legendary Doctor Cyrus to go listen to that episode or episodes. But um, we are joined by some people from all around the world. Have you been seeing the chat here today? I can't see it. Maybe I have to log in. Oh, there's people saying hello from, let's see, we got people from uh, Uzbekistan. We've got people from, uh, let's see, what, well, not everybody's telling me where they're from. We got somebody from Kazan City, some. Uh, from, I can uh, see it. Yeah, I can see Morocco it. Morocco and uh, yeah. somewhere in Europe and Seoul, Korea, from Germany. Hey, Thomas, there we go. That's the. Uh, hey, well, Thomas. Yeah, that's good. Uh, um, Somebody's asking, "How do I like Malaysia?" And is the Spring community strong here? I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a first world country. It's amazing. Uh, there's a huge community of people doing amazing things here. Yeah, it's great. Um, all around the world, people are doing amazing things. You did um, a jug presentation last night, right? I did. I did. That was really fun. Uh, people here are, are super cool, and I, I did a, like an hour and a half. You know, me rambling about the set and the rest, and then they didn't have a, like they they gave me like six to nine right so i could do whatever i wanted with that so i did like an hour and a half and then it just turned into like people coming over hanging out and we just did i just did demos i mean people i did a whole intro with people huddled around me right uh looking at aot and stuff i mean people were people just had great questions they're really really good it was a good crowd um yeah that was a that was a fun show and then i fell sick afterwards and uh i spent the evening uh, in the morning, just open sourcing stuff in the bathroom, and uh, <laughs> oh, well, sorry, sorry to hear that. I hope you're better now. Yeah, yeah, much better. Otherwise, Thank you. what are you doing? Live streaming when you should be sleeping. I mean, I was live streaming this this morning in the bathroom. Uh, <laughs> kind of stream, That's yeah. the wrong kind of live streaming. Yeah. Um, let's see. Hey, there's Simon. Good to see you, buddy. How are you? Uh, so we have some questions here. Can you see some of these questions already? Uh, well, we I, just put the, I can see them, actually. But I, when I looked at the comments, my fan, I don't know if you can hear that, but my computer's going completely crazy. You're running Slack? I don't know. No, yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, but in the browser, which doesn't usually matter. So I don't know. Oh. Yeah, we'll be fine. If, as long as you can hear me, just let me know if it's degrading. It's degrading. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, sounds fine. Every now and then you, your, your screen goes green, which... It's fitting for somebody who works uh, in the Spring Team. That was probably me fiddling with the video settings in case I was using up too many. Oh, resources? Some, yeah, but I, it didn't seem to make any difference. Something else is probably going on. I don't know. Well, so this is the this is the cost of, like, you can run uh, 
crack and darker images without any extra stuff but video it's, uh, it's the one yeah constant. it's um it's definitely chrome that's it's... going crackers i can just i can see that on top but i use chrome it's it, it is a bit of a punching bag and i feel bad it's kind of a cheap shot at this point but it is preposterously inefficient i mean it is so 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 bad and then i look at the uh you know, I build my typical Spring Boot demo in my in my talks, and uh, uh, you know, I get a native image that starts. Uh, there's you know, 105 megabytes of RAM, all in with the actuator and Tomcat and data access and uh, all this stuff. And then I look at Chrome, and there's it's easily three gigs of just there's like a hundred different processes in the activity monitor, maybe I don't know, maybe 20 different processes, and easily two or three gigs of RAM across all like these 20 different Google Chrome helper processes. You know, and it's just like what. Well, I my application, my double. It's not the worst thing in my <laughs> limited experience, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's kind of uh, bad, not, and it's definitely what's chewing up. I, I don't know what's doing it, but it's it's having this video stream. Yeah, that's really bothering it <laughs> for some reason. And it I doesn't. Really it works with Zoom. It works fine, for instance. So. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. I wonder what, like, uh, to what extent is it possible to uh, manipulate or or impact the APIs used for video streaming? I wonder if Zoom uses a different API in Linux than Chrome is using. I don't and know. A, I, don't there? Know. I mean, uh, there are pretty standard, like, low-level APIs for all that stuff, right, that everybody probably uses. And I don't know. Um, it's not my area. Oh, Thomas is asking is about HDMX. Right, and we're going to get there. Uh, but I have I, we have another question first, uh, which is, how do we become, how does somebody become a part of the Spring team? And uh, we get this question a lot, and it doesn't matter how many times I answer it, I think people want to hear it from the source. Um, I don't know. I think the most common route is just to get involved, right? Is to send us code and <laughs> make sure that we know who you are, because all the people I can think of who've been successfully hired on as team members and stayed have been people who've been part of the community yeah yeah uh, either you do either you contribute amazing code in which case we hire you to keep doing or in my case you contribute <laughs> terrible code in which case i hire you to, to divert <laughs> you just shout about it really loud yeah 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 <laughs> um yeah hello from israel hello hi hi hi, hi. Scott. um yeah, I don't know. The Spring Team, there's a lot of. So somebody even mentioned there's a uh, a lot of get a lot of GitHub projects, not just the Spring projects, but Spring and Spring Boot and Spring Framework and all that will have an ideal for contribution tag or, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we try quite hard to be welcoming. I mean, sometimes we're we're spread a bit thin and we get busy, but it's sure. there are there are plenty of opportunities, I'm sure. And it's really cool because you you get really smart people who. It's not like there. Are, it's not like we have, first of all, enough headcount to do this. Let alone uh, anybody on the team that would qualify. But we. It's not like we don't. It's not like we assign the intern to like respond to these ideal for contribution issues. These are the same people who are the leads of the projects, you know, responding to these ideal for. So you can get mentored by, well, like you or somebody else, you know, like uh, just. Yeah, I mean, sometimes that's a disadvantage for us. So the spring team, the engineering team, is. Is very senior, basically. We have 
hardly any junior developers. Like we have none, basically. We don't have we don't have that role. Um, so that sometimes like that is kind of sort of counterproductive because it makes it difficult to like jump the bridge, right? Jump the chasm, doesn't it? Right. To meet them where they are in terms of their yeah, exactly. So we've never had interns, for instance, and one of the reasons for that is because we're all remote as well, and so there's nowhere that you can go to sit with Mentor. the spring team that we're just on the internet so i mean this is it basically this is right. this is how we work right you and me we've been yep. we've been practicing our presentation for spring one and yeah yeah that's gonna be josh fun. has been in asia and i've just been in london and that's the way it is <laughs> like london is <laughs> i love london we were i saw you in london a few minutes ago uh, months ago, I don't know, earlier this year, and that was nice. <laughs> it's very yeah, rare. We all get to meet. Um, we don't person. often see each other in person. That's right. Yeah. So I would encourage everybody who wants to. I mean, I'm the reason I'm going to Spring One is because I want to see all my teammates in the community in person, right? That's. Uh, and I hope I hope everybody else will register as well. What is the Yeah, that's Spring a good one? point. I mean, uh, for us, that's basically the only opportunity we have to see each other, guaranteed. Yeah. Well, this once a year at spring one there's there are other conferences that you can sometimes bump into people but like yeah the, and actually not even the whole team's going this year because it's in august which is kind of not very good for anybody in europe everybody's on, on holiday so um so it's we're, we're both going but it's going to be mostly us people i think right on the other hand uh i think people who do go will have more opportunities and I, I can't commit or anything, but I, I imagine there's going to be more opportunities for people to hang out with people in the spring team just because it's Vegas. You're all stuck in a hotel, right? There's Yeah, we're not going to get anywhere else, that's for sure. Nowhere else to go. <laughs> take a date and go see the the dam, I guess. But <laughs> We yeah, did a spring one that. in Vegas years ago. We did it once before, didn't we? Yeah, yeah it was fine. Just... You just, you just, I, after, after a week of it, you come outside and you go, Oh, the sun's still there. Ah, it's like you're stuck in a hotel for the whole week and you don't even know the sun's come up and gone. Um, we just end up like a, a rat in a maze, all these hotels. Oh, well, um, let's see anybody, uh, any advice for someone who's looking to switch from .NET to spring and Linux based systems? Uh oh, we should get Dr. Pollock. Yeah. Yeah, we, I mean, we do have a few people on the team who concentrate on .NET, right? But um, that's not my area, so I can't say anything. I'd be more interested about interested in going the other way. <laughs> oh, but, two yeah. windows? Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're you are over the years I've known you. You just don't seem to be able to sit still with your stack. So, what are you? Are you using VI or NeoVim or Emacs? Um, or I use VI for like you know quick things. Mm -hmm. sudo vi slash etc slash hosts that's kind of my style but um right yeah i use vs code these days for everything wow I, I was a big eclipse user i was kind of you know one of the team members there are a few still who use eclipse but nearly everybody uses intellij right so i feel like i should be the odd one out i should do something that other people are not doing just so that we kind of see how other people work but i, I got into vs code because i was doing a lot that wasn't Java a couple of yeah. years ago. I mean, I'm kind of back in the Java groove now, but I got so used to using VS Code because I was writing Python, JavaScript, 
Right. Um, uh, Thomas just mentioned HTMX, so I did that article a couple of years ago on right. frameworks. Um, and that is still an interest, you know, so um, I'm not losing track of that completely, but I do, um, I do value some of the features in VS Code that I can just sit there and use any language, basically. I see WASM, Rust, doesn't really matter. There's, there's some good tooling for everything. Yeah, it's it really is quite quite good. The Java support, I would say, is not quite the best in the industry, but it's certainly number two. It uh, might be. Yeah, I mean, but it uses the same language server as Eclipse, so in principle, right. it has all the features of Eclipse. It, it just some for me, the muscle memory is different. So switching from Eclipse to VS Code, I just had to learn different keyboard shortcuts. But apart from right. that, it pretty much does everything that I need it to. Sometimes well, the the yeah, yeah the it's not one-to-one, -one, but I, I, I'm happy enough using it now that yeah. it's what's really good is um, multimodality, sort of live debugging and remote and container-based development. So I can like run a, a, a VM on, um, on a cloud somewhere and I can do my development in there, or I could run it on a Kubernetes cluster and do my development inside the cluster. It's, it's really good at that kind of thing. I gather that IntelliJ is getting some of those features, right? But Slowly, surely. I heard the word dev containers and IntelliJ the other, the other day together, so I think they're doing something, but I don't know what. Yeah, but it, but it started in VS Code, uh, absolutely. It's, yeah, yeah, and it's kind of its own standard now. It has There's a devcontainers.io website, I think. That's yeah. like the, and that's amazing. It's an amazing uh, thing to be able to just incept, a, or not incept, but to jump on a project effortlessly, you know, and... Uh, yeah, I, I really value more. that, because literally, I, sometimes I have, like, a hundred things on the go. It, I'm not I'm not exaggerating. And there's, most of them are going to be in the browser, right? Because the um, uh, GitHub has code spaces, and yeah. basically, when I'm... If I'm browsing code and I want to go a little bit deeper, I want to do a search or, a, you know, find reference, that kind of thing, I just open up Codespace and bang, you're in there. And so sometimes I've got, yeah, probably dozens, if not more than a hundred. Wow. Oh, that's true. It's, it's now the default on GitHub. Open. Yeah, uh, yeah. GitHub has, um, I don't know if you want to show that, but there's, um, yeah, there's okay. a little green button on the, the, repo, the top of every repo now. But this is for me anyway. I don't know if that's the same for everybody because they do change the the way that the UI looks depending on who you are, right? But... It, same for me. Maybe we have the same thing. But I, mm. I, I, I've noticed that when I go to a random Git repository, it used to say clone the HTTP or the SSH thing. Now there's a whole tab that is the default for code spaces. Mm, it says code space. Yeah. Yeah, which is amazing. Um, oh, the, so those features are now in IntelliJ. Simon confirms. And there are some new improvements there in 2023.2. Very cool. Excellent. Um, anyway, I was going to say Visual Studio Code, in my estimation, maybe it's the number two Java, but it is in a lot of communities the number one for something. So, for example, well, yeah, I, Java I know, it definitely lags behind, but like, I don't know why you use anything else for yeah. <clears throat> nearly everything else that I've done in the last five years. JavaScript and Python and uh, CSS and it just seems mm -hmm. to be, it's either number one or number two in every category. So why would you bother? You know, for a lot of use cases, it just seems perfectly good. Um, okay, so somebody else suggests, Simon suggested, uh, one way you might get involved is to start rewriting 
documentation for Antora, which is a that's a we that's one of those things where the Spring team has been moving to a lot. We have a lot of projects now with Antora. I saw Rob Rob's tweet the other day. Um, let's see, let's see. Oh, there's see. This is the problem with going onto Twitter, which is every time I do, you get distracted. Don't do it. <laughs> well, but there's also this great photo of wherever Stefan Nicole is right now. Um, some, some beautiful vista. Yeah. Okay, so let's see. We've got Spring Framework. We got Spring Security, Spring LDAP, Spring Session, Spring Authorization Server, Spring Security something. Uh, Kerberos. Okay, and we've got the Spring Data Commons. Okay, that's and in progress. I've got Spring Batch and Spring Data JPA, all using Antor already. Right. Or that's good news. Yeah. It's Spring Boot yeah. and Spring Framework are the big ones, I guess. Mm. Yep, and Spring Framework is there, and I guess Spring, Spring Framework's already there. Yeah. Yeah, that's that'll be huge. And Tor is a, a great answer to a, a, a question we've long had, which is, we wrote everything. Why can't people find anything? You know, like. Uh, yeah. Well, let's hope. Fingers crossed. It seems like it's a good solution. We had to do quite a lot of work to adapt it. Right. It's not. It's not kind of. Vanilla Antora, or it, it no. may, maybe now, but it wasn't when we started. <laughs> Antora is a it's a it's kind of publishing framework, so it takes Markdown, not Markdown, um, uh, ASCII doc, ASCII doc to input and um, from lots of different sources and turns it into a book, basically. Um, and so we use it for it was that was what it's designed for anyway to to create books, but we use it for creating our online documentation. And so and you can do things like the search bar and all the sort of common architecture stuff, like, you know, the drop downs at the top and the navigation at the side and select different versions, all of that stuff. You can just sort of um, scaffold it with Antora. Yeah, it's bring framework documentation. Okay, here we go. This. So just yeah. just having a search that actually works, uh, you know, like Kotlin, whatever, uh, and now you can just find the results, and then be taken to it, and you have like relevant links and uh, nice nice hierarchies and all that. All this is just Antora. It took ages to get working, but it it pays for itself, I think. Yeah. So out of the box, it was designed for books, I think, and not really for documentation websites. But we've we've kind of you yeah. know, evolved it and extended it and. We've got a nice framework there now, which is, I think, as far as I know, it's open source, so anybody else could use it if they wanted to. Yep, that's uh, um, our old friend, uh, Mojave Linux, Dan Allen. Uh, Dan, yeah, he's a, he's a great asset, isn't he? He's amazing. Amazing. Good to and have yeah, him and it, yeah, yeah, and, and I, I, can, I, I have a life-size picture of him releasing something as big and amazing as that without it being open source. It would just not, it would never happen, you know, it would just be so weird. Um, okay, so let's see. What else do we have? Anything here? Spring Boot 3.1.2 came out yesterday. Yes, big release. Well, I mean, relatively minor, but like 60 whatever plus issues. I was reading through some of those between puking uh, last night. <laughs> um, okay, Atomic Jar has donated the Test Containers Cloud desktop app to the community. I did not know that. That's cool. Yeah, I saw Sergi posting about that. Uh, amazing. Okay, so yes, you so talking about Visual Studio Code, um, you wrote a great blog back during the middle of the height of the pandemic, and I remember because it was just it's so rare I had time to sit there and read these longer 
uh, scrolls, but you wrote it, and I actually had a time to read the whole thing because it, it was a long one, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I, and I love the long ones. I just didn't get a chance to like. Sometimes I don't get a chance to read it all in one sitting, and because I have yeah. an airport to go to or something else to do. But this is the pandemic. What was I going to do? Like <sighs> go to bed, you know? So it was great. It was a client side. It was a, a perspective on uh, using Spring to build client side applications. Um, and what was the motivation? Like what? Um, well, like you said, it was pandemic, so nobody had anything else to do. But um, well, I mean, I've always been interested in, uh, you know, what in my role as you know the tech lead. Like, what's next? What What are people using Spring for, and how could we help them? So, client side developments always been sort of. A little bit semi-detached, right? So I mean, we've made little forays into there, and we've we've had our you know various projects that that have haven't really contributed very much, frankly. So I'm always just monitoring it, and you know, trying to work out how Spring could help, if it can, you know, to uh, to make life easier for people who have to build, um, you know, web UIs, basically. And so that was that was the perspective for the for the blog that I did. I just incidentally, I just updated it this week, so it's like good timing, I suppose. I've just updated it to Spring Boot three point one and tidied up the notes a little bit. So I didn't change the blog on Spring.io, but the README in the okay. repository, if you wanted to find that, that's um, it's in GitHub.com/slash/desire. It's, Wait, so, I think it's obvious. I yeah, think it's just called Spring Boot JS Demo or something like that. If you look now, it will be near the top of the list of repositories because I just edited, <laughs> I just updated all the Spring versions. Spring Boot JS Demo. Okay. So is this all about how to use Dojo? <laughs> <laughs> it would have been in 2005. <laughs> That's the thing about JavaScript, right, isn't it? It just changes so much. So you just can't have a rest because, like, in six months, it'll be something different. And I don't know. I mean, like all the things on that list from 2001, I feel like they're still sort of relevant. Um, so what um, list? Uh, in in the blog. So what, what, did, what did I look at? I looked at HTMX, oh. Oh. Turbo, React. You're, you're talking about 21. I heard View. 2001. Yeah, 21. Sorry, did I say 2001? I meant 21. Yeah, two years, only two years ago. So all those all the things on that list are still still current, right? Yeah, about. I think so too. More so than ever, actually. I think there's a, a recoil from the complexity sometimes of uh, of uh, like re. I mean, it, even when React first came out, it was a meme about how com complicated it is, and uh, I make no bones about it. It's far more complicated for me to build a, a client side application these days than it is to build something on the server side that can handle yeah. big scale and users and all that. I, I mean, I, I I included it because it's so popular. I didn't include it because I like it, but yeah. I can see why people use it. I mean, like I can understand when I read a, the code, source code for a site that's written in React. I can understand what's going on. I can see what they're doing. But right, so that's good. <laughs> There's something positive there. I like. I quite like Vue, but but even there, I'm uh, for a huge a huge host of applications. I just sort of think. It doesn't have to be that. Like, it's I actually have to, kill. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It just feels because you have to reinvent a lot of the stuff. You get into like, I, I had this great discussion with um, uh, with uh, oh dear, what was his name? 
uh, sorry, bear with me here. With uh, Santosh Yadav, uh, he was on the mm. show two months ago, right? And one of my all-time favorite episodes because he's a he's like you, but for JavaScript and the front end and Angular, you know, uh, just a, a, a endless fount of knowledge uh, around all things client side, and he made it seem so simple. But then I kind of like parsed it and parsed it, and yeah, it is simple if you're him, you know. And I think a lot of people would levy the same. Uh, charge at us you know they'd say oh well all those things you're doing it's so simple because you're you but but uh he's talking about building client-side applications and then using technologies that does server-side rendering and then optimizing for seo and basically just reintroducing all the things you get when you have just static html you know um and it seems cool and he's talking about the performance gain to get from this and that and i'm just going maybe we could just it just seems like we left somewhere. We lost the plot, you know. I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the, at the end of the day, the thing that I kind of sticks in my throat with React is just the lack of control I've got over the the size of the thing. At the end of the day, right? It just it oh, seems yeah. like it's just megabytes and even gigabytes of uh, of code get downloaded every time I build one of those projects. And I hate to think how much of that gets actually bundled into the app, right? And so right. my poor users have to download it. So that, one of the motivations of that blog was to try and find something small, um, light as lightweight as possible that I could use um, in a modern way, like in a nice, um, progressive, user-friendly way. And I did think that HTMX was probably the winner for that because it is very small. And um, yeah. I don't know. I, I, what I should do is probably write a real application with HTMX and see how much I like it then, but what, what's I a real? Really to do that. I don't know. I mean, like we could rewrite start.spring.io, for instance, and use HTMX. Yeah. That that would be a good test. What about Pet Clinic? Pet Clinic. Well, Pet Clinic doesn't have any JavaScript right now, so I mean, there is an HTMX version of Pet Clinic. I think mm. I can't remember if it was me that did it. Somebody did it. It's in the um, Spring. Pet clinic organization and GitHub. Um, yeah. So, you know, that's that's quite achievable, <laughs> but I don't know if it proves anything because it's not it's not real. It didn't start as a real, you know, front end application. Oh, okay. I, so what I was going to say was, to me, taking those legacy applications and then being able to just add a few, just to sprinkle on a few attributes. And suddenly they're dynamic. Yeah, uh, right. Maybe that's a better use case. Maybe you're right. That's probably yeah. a better a better way to think about HTMX and friends. You uh, you mentioned uh, one thing you and I were talking about the other day was HTMX has this thing where you can send back a header and then trigger an event, and so you can you get the best of both worlds. You can render markup on the server side, and that gets inline. Then you can sneak in and do stuff in JavaScript if you want to. Yeah, you could. <laughs> You could you could you know import jQuery and go mad. That really is powerful. Yeah, I haven't started playing with that much yet. I, I think I, I would like to because um, you can do you know things that users like with that kind of technology, right? It's it's event driven, so um, yeah, it, things like popping up dialog boxes and you know um, light boxes, whatever they used to call them. Those the, those kinds of use cases that you see all the time in in web applications, you can do those really easily with HTMX modal H six trigger. It's called 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That and the in my I did a live stream uh, I don't know a few days ago, a week ago, something like that, looking at HTMX and Time Leaf and uh, and Spring Boot and. Uh, oh, did you right? Yeah. Because oh, there's a library by Vim de Blau, right, which I'm really yeah. keen on. Yeah, I saw you using that. Yeah, I quite liked it because it did. It feels large. It feels like a logical thing. You may not ever need it, but if you need it, it's obvious why you need it. And uh, yeah, you know, yeah. Ali Ali Gierke started that. Uh, uh, sorry, drop down, drop bell. I have to call him now. Yeah, um, he started uh, a project in that area. I don't think it's. I don't think Vim took it over. I think Vim just like used the same ideas. But Oli, so Ollie's right. project was a kind of smaller scope. I saw that. I don't know. It's probably four or five years ago. It's a while ago. I don't know how long HTMX has been around, but um, Vim has taken those ideas and kind of gone nuts with them. So it, it's uh, it's a really interesting project. Yeah, I like it. It's it's called Spring Boot Timeleaf HTMX or something, isn't it? It's like it's got Timeleaf yeah. in the in the library name but it isn't very timely oriented i think it could be more generalized than that i haven't haven't spoken to vim about it if he's if he's listening then i'd be quite happy to have a conversation about that because i've done some prototyping on my own of other templating languages like you know the, the other ones that people use and also ones that i use <laughs> that other people right. don't use but but well, yeah there's we could talk about that for a bit. Yeah, we don't have much longer, do we? So, yeah. No, but you're not talking about JSP, surely. I don't think anybody uses JSPs, and if they do, they should really question their life choices, as you always say. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, this makes me sad. Um, so, what are the other? We've got Timeleaf. I quite like Timeleaf, and and as you and I were talking about the other day, the out of the box experience with Timeleaf when you use it in an AOT GraalVM image, it just works. I don't know how it works. It just doesn't. I don't know how it works. Yeah, it's a mystery to me how they did that, but it seems to not require any runtime hints for native images. So that's a right. plus. I, I, it, it does require them. I just think they're automatically generated. We didn't see them, right? Somebody already took right. care of it in the AOT processing. So because yeah. for sure the all the template, um, all the template interactions, the uh, the the template rendering requires reflection. So. To do that in a native image, you're going to need to you're going to need to tell GraalVM what you're going to do at compile time. So I don't know I don't know who did that, but somebody was clever enough to make it work. I haven't seen a break yet. I, I don't know. I kind of I have a nervous feeling <laughs> every time I do a native native build native image build with templating, it's going to break. But I haven't seen that a break yet. You're right. Language. Yeah, so that actually that brings up another topic, right? So another, I haven't written any blogs about this yet, but one of my research topics in the last year or so has been looking for the search for basically reflection-free templates. Um, oh. So it, it struck it struck me it strikes me that if we can do this AOT processing thing in Spring, then you should be able to do it for templates generally, right? You should be able to, to somehow at compile time, make a list of all the, um, not just make a list of all the reflection calls you're going to make and declare them to GraalVM, but you should be able to just do it like without reflection, you know, right? Generate some yeah. code um, that basically renders a template instead of it being, so you take a, a nice text-based template and turn it into a Java object, basically, that knows how to render itself. So I went looking for such a thing <laughs> and I found one that I think I, I would, 
hold up and say, yeah, that that works. And that's called JStatio. I don't know if you can just bring that up on there. Yeah. Is that the demo? Is that what, sorry? Java template demo? Uh, it's in my Java template demo. Yeah, there's a branch there called JStatio. Um, okay. That isn't in the, the blog from 2021. I think I don't no. think it existed then. But there used to be something called, uh, what was it called? It was basically reflection-free mustache. So that's what JStatio is. It's, it's mustache. So we have support for mustache in Spring Boot from the J um, J Mustache project, but that's very reflection based, and also it's a slightly old subset of the complete Mustache spec. So there's this other thing that I came across called J Statue. I just saw it there quickly. Yeah. Okay. So Josh has just checked out a very uh, lightly documented, <laughs> very small demo that I made just to show how a bunch of different Java-based templating languages work, and JStatio is the one that's the most reflection reflection-free. I would, I should say, yeah. um, it literally doesn't. You can you can generate a native image from that with no extra configuration, and that's what I like about it. So the key but features how? there, you can see that's a demo model. Demo model you just looked at tells it oh. has an at JStash annotation which tells it where to find the template. So there's an should be an index of mustache, and there you've got. Um, there we go. Yeah. So that's the correspondence. Um, you can see the name of the model gets translated into the name in the mustache, um, and basically that that text file on the right is generated is turned into generative code at runtime. Um, so in the demo controller, you just need to create an instance of demo model and then um, Spring will go off and render it. So you can see how I'm doing that in the view method there. I'm creating a uh, mustachio model view of the demo model. And that is, it's all just Java, this is, right? This is a Spring Framework. That's uh, a Spring Framework view, yeah. So JStatio has some Spring integration um, packed into a Spring Boot starter. And so you can sort of just use it like that. It's, I mean, Spring has always worked that way, right? Spring MVC allows you to return a view from a controller yeah. method. Um, and if you, if, the, if you don't have any runtime reflection-based text templates, there's no reason for that to be a string is kind of the motivation behind this. There's actually a lot of different things you can do here with JStatio. This is just my favorite way of doing it. You could also return demo model from that view method, and it would also render the HTML for you. OK, so I'm going to try this out now. So what is all this JStash path flags, blah, blah, blah? Like, um, So the first bit, the path is just telling it that I put my, path, my templates in the normal Spring Boot location. Uh, you might need to just Maven package it to start with, just to okay. generate the code. So it's a, it's an APT processor. Uh, so awesome. if if the if your IDE doesn't pick up the compiler settings, then it's not going to generate the code for you. So if that was successful, then now the code is available. I don't know if I. IntelliJ is smart enough to work out where it is, but clearly not. But 
VS Code okay. does it. <laughs> yep. Just saying. Oh, that's money. Look at that. So that's the generated HTML, yeah. And it, you would find in um, target generated sources, you would find the generated source code. Target generated sources. Wow. This is the renderer. Yeah. Wow. So that gets all. Oh, that's great. So there's no. That's why there's no reflection. It's just literally, it literally a. Is pure Java. Yeah. Does it know about Spring? Did it? Did it add this? Uh... Yeah, I asked it to do that. Um, I, I had to ask it. You don't have to do that, but that's just an, an option. So now that will be a bean as well. So the, in the package info Java, I think it might might tell it to do that. So it can, when it generates the code, it can add additional interfaces and annotations. I think. I oh wow, that's that. cool. Yeah, look. So that's just a, it's a. There's no reason to do that in this demo, but it just shows that it's possible. <laughs> oh wow. Okay, so that that is really amazing. So that so that's really nice because it's type safe. You're never just dealing with strings. You're passing a yeah. model around, and yeah. if the model doesn't line up with the attributes in the template, what happens? You get a compiler error. And which can be a little bit irritating because, as you've noticed, the IDE doesn't always oh, pick that's up. So cool. Yeah, so there you go. So when you compile in, in VS Code, I'll see a compiler error in the IDE. I don't know how you tell IntelliJ to do that. Maybe we should figure that out and before we start yeah. getting excited about it. But I, I mean, people use APT processes in IntelliJ, right? So it must be possible. Yep, I'm sure there is. I just don't know, and it's it's fine. Like I'm using a Spring Boot run. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, um, that works. Um, probably if you just tell IntelliJ to use Maven to build or something, that would do it. I don't know. Yeah. Does it work if, it, if it's not public? I think so. Because mm. it's it's only referred to in my controller, right? So. Yeah. What about records? Like, does it need to be a? Yeah, it it it. All the examples in JStatio are actually records, so that would work as a record. There's nothing stopping in that one. I often use uh, POJOs just because I want to add behavior to them and records are immutable. So you can't, you know, um, like just thing, there are things that you do in web applications, like adding CSERF tokens, for instance, that right. you just want to happen in the background. You don't want to have to do that. Every time you build a demo model, you don't want to have to add the CSERF token. So you have right. to put that in. You have to put that in like a an interceptor or something, some helper customizer, I guess you'd call it. Um, and they have to. So they have a facility for that. That, that was actually a feature that I um, implemented for JStatio and contributed. Um, but then you don't want to use records because you need to be able to mutate the models to add the. Uh, the like infrastructure, the the cross-cutting concerns like CSERF and I don't know menu items and whatever you would do that was the same on every page. Yeah, oh, it's right. nice. Yeah, it's really, it's quite it's quite um, slick. I think. What about, what about templating? That's a good point. How do you do? Like, uh, oh, here's your layout. Yeah, so um, this is a mustache feature that I didn't know about because it's not in J mustache. But you see those less than layout. Um, right. Markups on the in the middle there. Um, so that is a I think that's called a parent template. I mean, effectively, you can use it to do includes and right. um, 
shadow layouts it, and things like that. How do I know which te which border template or whatever, which uh, container gets used? Uh, um, well, less than layout is going to use the template called layout. Oh, okay, right. It's not like a magic. Okay, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So body. Wow, that's amazing. Okay, so I like this one. Jstashio is another type. So uh, time leaf should work, but this definitely does work. It's a. It doesn't. It'll be smaller and faster in the images as well because there is no no reflection. Uh, it's really fast. Even if you just use it on the JVM, it's really fast. Yeah, very, very clearly. So, so that's good. I kind of like that, yeah. Um, the other ones I, I dug up were called uh, Rocker and um, JTE. So those are Java templating, Java-based templating languages, but they don't end up being reflection-free, so you have to do a load of hints for GraalVM. But those are, if you, if anybody was interested, those are the other branches in the repository there. So the main branch is actually JTE, and the code, the example code that is there is a copy of a, a sample from JTE. Um, oh wait, you said there's also Rocker. And Rocker, there's another branch there called Rocker, I believe. Uh, Rocker, yes. Okay, so JTE. This one's the one that Thomas. Uh, Thomas likes nice. JTE, yeah, yeah. So I don't, the... I don't dislike it, but so JTE and Rocker, they're similar and they look a little bit similar. If you look at the templates, um, they kind of have their own. So in that one, there's a there's a source main JTE with the template light templates uh, defined in it. Source if you just main, where are you? Uh, get down a bit. There's a JTE directory there, down there, okay. uh, there yeah. So um, that's oh. what a template looks like. So you do this at import for Java object types and then at param to say, I'm going to give you an object called model of type demo model and you can render it. So it kind of is kind of reminiscent of JSP actually, not yeah. that different. Although I don't think they have logic. I think they're just logicless JSPs basically. Okay, I like this. And this in common, but in, in common with JStatio, it's a code generator. So if, if when you run Maven package here, it'll generate a bunch of code that um, renders that template, basically. It, the problem is it doesn't render it reflection-free. <laughs> it, it still uses reflection to okay. access the models. Did you write hints for this? Or is, is, you just had to register for reflection. Uh, there maybe. will be some hints there if you got the latest version, I think. Yeah, yeah. So you can see the extent of the hint. There isn't much in that one. There's more actually in the Rocker one. Okay. Um, so what is is it? Do these templates, is it the idea that you get validation based on the parameter? Like yeah. So it, it, similarly, you'll get a compiler if you use a, a you know, a tech. Yeah, yeah uh, like a. Like this a lot. The thing that the thing that doesn't exist in the model, so it's sort of type safe in some ways, but it's not reflection free. Okay, but still pretty good. I like that. I like that a lot. Okay, and then the other one is Rocker. You said Rocker. Yeah, Rocker. The template looks kind of similar. There's still a lot of similarities between the two. They have slightly uh, different Java APIs, and you know, so that the infrastructure ends up kind of the implementation is a little bit different, but. View resolver, okay. Oh, you had to create your own view. Uh, yeah, I did the same thing for JTE, I think. That's, um, 
gnarly okay yeah so in that one it's um source main resources templates is where the templates live i didn't i should just use the spring boot kind of conventions for that and you can see they're oh, yeah. kind of similar looking that looks really nice what is this bit right here template oh we've got a layout yeah oh. that's, a, that's actually a lambda it's odd isn't it but, is that a java lambda for real well i mean it isn't but it's a similar syntax does that work i don't know <laughs> try it <laughs> you'll have to recompile i guess i'm guessing it's just going to render that in the template but... sure i hope so yeah it is yeah so it's not actually java it just they just kind of borrowed some syntax i think Okay. So yeah, there's, it's it's got a few more features, I guess. Um, JT is simpler, but probably in some ways better for that. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Any and anyway, I prefer JStatio just because it's reflect completely reflection free. That's my and fast. Yeah, yeah. And fast, and it uses mustache, and it's kind of standard mustache. So you can go to whatever the mustache website is. It's not mustache.org, but you know, there's a there's a place where there's a spec. And he actually implements the spec pretty much. I mean, not completely, but um, yeah, that'll, that's probably it. That's available it. in, yeah. So there's probably a uh, sort of Where's generic. They don't mention Java at all. That's all, oh, isn't they... it? Yeah, yeah they surely do. They do. They that's do. Fine. But, oh, so this is different from. But that isn't even the one that we use in Spring Boot. No. Yeah, it's odd, isn't it? Oh, wow. There's like three different Java implementations. And probably the most prolific one is not this one. Probably the one yeah, that's most prolific. probably the one that's most used is J Mustache, I should think. But that, like I said, it's sort of a subset of the actual Mustache spec at this point. So it, you can't do those um, less than, greater than include things, for instance. It's a different, right. um, uh, let's different see. setup. If you okay, so somebody's asking, uh, Simon's asking if we wanted to port something to Antora, get in touch with Rob Winch. No, maybe not. I don't know. Uh, he's busy. Well, Rob's the expert, but he's very busy. Yeah. Yeah. I would talk and to then, Dan, Dan Allen. <laughs> yeah, Dan Allen's uh, more than out there. Frederick Hahn did a Spring Boot starter for JTE. JTE. Yeah, I saw that. I think I stole the code from it. It was. Um, uh, so my example, we used his sample code. Nice. Okay. Well, this is like this is this is. So right now, the HTMX stuff we I did in that video, I, I should probably look at uh, updating it. Maybe I can try just JStacio. You know, I um. I I don't know much about. So there's there's velocity, free marker, and mustache, and these are the ones that require you to put stuff in your markup that isn't valid. Isn't valid markup, yeah, right. Yeah, um, and it's a far side better than JSP, which requires you to put angle brackets inside of attributes inside of angle brackets, right? Which is well, free uh, is the worst in terms of ugliness, but yeah, yeah. mustache is. Um, I think I've done a couple of blogs over the years with mustache, and you, you can sort of write natural templates with mustache because the, the browser ignores the handle, the handlebars. So you can kind of put stuff inside handlebars that it just gets ignored by the browser and you can cheat that way. But anyway, yeah. Yeah. 
I've always Will. liked moustache. It's uh, it's simple. The logicless part of it is what kind of makes it for me. There's just so little to remember. It, yes, <laughs> there's not much that can go wrong. That's what I love. I'm 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 all about. I think this is the thing. And the other thing is, you and I were talking about this, and I was complaining that uh, I had trouble getting the reset cycle for editing templates uh, to be as fast as I yeah. wanted. Again, yeah. this is a limitation in in my set up with IntelliJ, not what the Spring team has designed. So if you're using Visual Studio Code and you're using DevTools, it'll set the cache for the template to be false. It'll say, don't cache templates. And as soon as you change it, it'll immediately reflect that change without even doing a restart. It doesn't even do a DevTools reset. It also, yeah, so it switches the caching off in the template engine, and it also switches the file watcher off on the yeah. DevTools restart, so it likes to is two pronged attack there. But yeah, it works really well. I don't know why IntelliJ users suffer this so much. That Josh and I have been working on uh, IntelliJ issue, trying to get them to fix this, and make it a bit more usable. But yeah, yeah, DevTools DevTools has always worked much better in Eclipse and VS Code for some reason. I didn't notice that. I didn't even know what I was missing because it works fine for class file changes, and most of the time I don't do templates anyway, so I. I didn't know it was supposed to be yeah, something else. Yeah. Funny. Daniel's asking um, uh, about Spring Native. Um, so Spring Native doesn't Native. exist anymore, right? So there is no supported version of Spring Native. Yeah. If, if that wasn't the was that the question? I don't know. Use Spring Boot three and use AOT, the AOT engine. Uh, yeah. And if you want, if you want to learn more about the AOT engine, and I know you do, then you should just uh, let me share my screen here, and. Uh, and then go to. Thanks to Sean. This and this. Uh, so there's a. Can you see my screen? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I did a two-hour deep dive video introducing the AOT engine. Is in uh, in Spring. It's a uh, super detailed. Yeah, like. Everything you ever wanted to know from library to architect to user, you know, and, and back again. And then also, if you still don't want to, if you don't want to watch two hours of yours truly, and I, I can't say I blame you, uh, then I also wrote a book you can download for free. Uh, and it's just, it's 50 pages. You can read it on the throne and be done with it. Uh, and it's everything you ever, never know, and everything you never wanted to know about Spring Boot 3 AOT. Or you could do both. They are from the same source material, though, so you'll see some redundancies, but. But basically, there's that. Okay. Okay, we've nearly had an hour. I'm going to have to go and get that. Got to go. I appreciate you, Doc. Thank you, everybody. Thanks for hanging out. It was fun. Doc, thank you for all the uh, endless patience and, you know, bon appetit. No problem. Well, we can go through the questions and get back to people later, can't we? Right. Okay. Say goodbye right. to Dr. Sire, everybody. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Oh, that was awesome. Uh, that was great. Thank you, everybody, for such cool questions. I like. I just love when you can have really smart people that join the stream. Uh, that because I I literally just did this video on HTMX and Timeleaf just a few, like a week ago, not even a week ago, and uh, and then of course, that begat this whole great conversation that uh, took me down a lot of little rabbit holes. And of course, at the end of every rabbit hole, uh, is uh, the good Dr. Sire who's already been there. You know so. 
Thank you, Dr. Sorry, for joining us. And everybody else, thanks for hanging out today. And uh, uh, have a good weekend. I just realized it's the end of the day here for me in in um, Kuala Lumpur, right? It's 7.30 in the evening. But uh, from, for the West, in the in, further West, it's uh, lunchtime in Europe. And then, you know, early, early morning uh, in, in uh, for example, West Coast of California or of the United States. So have a good one, everybody. Bye-bye. A Beautiful Podcast is produced by me, Josh Long. I do these podcasts because I believe that everything we do in software is for and made better by people. I want to hear from you. I'm Josh at joshlong.com by email or at S-T-A-R-B-U-X-M-A-N on Twitter, where, of course, my direct messages are wide open. Do you have guest ideas, topic suggestions, feedback? Don't hesitate to reach out. If you like the show, then please consider rating it on iTunes and leaving a review, uh, as it really helps the show. I sampled music from Steve Combs's Them from Morning and Springtime and Steve Combs's Small Victory, both of which are licensed under a Creative Commons license. I'm trying to hire production assistants to make the production of this podcast easier. I want to make sure that we can add things like show notes and transcripts and, and just generally do more. If you would like to advertise on the show, then please reach out to me. Uh, and if you can't uh, or don't want to advertise but would like to otherwise support the show, then please consider supporting me at patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Josh Long for as low as $4 a month. Thanks again. No harm came to any seasons in the making of this podcast.